Hey, this is an exciting Sunday, because as we mentioned, it's the first Sunday of Advent. And as you know, if you've been around for a while, each Sunday of Advent uh, corresponds with a certain theme of the Christmas season that we like to focus on. Now, we already lit the Advent candle, and we're going to do something a little different this year. In fact, it's something you'll be able to participate in at home once you receive your Advent bag. We have these little ornaments uh, that say hope and love and joy and peace. And we're going to hang those each Sunday of Advent with the corresponding day. And each time we look at that, we can see it and we can remember what it is we are expectant of and what we are excited about in this season. So to help frame our mind around today, which is the day of hope, we are going to hear from the word of the Lord. Kylie is going to read some passages for us. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits and in his word I put my hope. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations, and him Gentiles will put their hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We do have, friends, an everlasting and a living hope in Jesus Christ. So it's my prayer that this week that we may look and seek and find that hope. Now, this uh, series we are in, we're starting off our Advent series, and we're calling it Hark, Songs of Christmas. Hark! That's not a word we use a lot, is it? Well, it means listen or pay attention. And it's our desire in this series that as we pay attention and we listen to these deep truths that are all focused in these Christmas songs that we love, that we might be able to be reminded of the truth of Christmas, that we may listen to what God is up to and see the good in the midst of our world. And so each Sunday, we will be focusing on a different song. And a lot of these songs will be songs you've probably sung your entire life, but have you ever had it where, you know, you maybe know all the words to a song or you, you can sing it without even thinking, but have you ever stopped to think about what those words actually mean? We're going to be doing that a bit during this series together, and today we have our first song that we're looking at. It is Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and we're going to sing that together right now to help prepare us for uh, the word of the Lord coming right after. So let's sing together.
good to sing Christmas songs, isn't it? As we uh, transition into our message, I want to hear from all of you in the comments, what is your favorite Christmas song? And if you even want, you could even say why, but you don't have to do that. Just drop us, what is your favorite Christmas song? All right, let's see what you guys got. Well, Rosie says, hi, Mommy. That's awesome. Aw, isn't that nice, Amy? That's nice. Oh, good to see you all on here with us. I am hoping one of your favorite songs is O Come All Ye Faithful, because that's one of my favorites. Now, I think next week we are looking at O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, another one of my favorites. I like almost all of the Christmas hymns, actually. So, uh, good. Here come the song suggestions. I love it. I Have I mentioned, by the way, I'm excited about Advent? Have I said that? I think I've said excited about five times already this morning, but it's just the truth of the nature of the season. So let's dive into our message today. It may not be a surprise to many of you that I am a fan of the English language. I find it fascinating. It's interesting to me. And I sometimes wonder about what certain things may seem like to kids, or for instance, to somebody who is uh, learning English for the first time, right? Because there's these oddities about our language. And I'd like you to think, for instance, of the title of our song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. First, you have the word hark. We don't use that word anymore, do we? Like, like, I don't know if I've ever used that word aside from talking about the song. I maybe have said, like, hearken back to, or something like that, but I have never come to someone when I want them to listen or pay attention. Hark! I've never done that. I've never said that to my kids. I should, maybe. Maybe they'll actually listen. If I say hark, they'll be like, what's that? Um, so I want to issue a challenge. We're going to have fun this week. I would, I challenge you, use the word hark in a sentence in a non-ironic way this week. And you can't use it to refer to this song. Just use the word hark. Remember, it means listen or pay attention. And I would love, love, love to hear how you used it, what the context is. Send it to me. I'll give you a candy bar. I will get you a king-size candy bar of your choosing if you use hark this week. Okay? And we're going on the honor system, and this is church, so no lying. Y'all here? Okay, good. Now, you get beyond the word hark in this title, and you may still wonder what is going on with this song. The herald angels sing. Okay, well, if you were like me as a kid, you think, oh, this song is about some dude named Harold who's singing, right? Harold singing, and oh, Harold's an angel. Harold Angel, that must be his name. And so this is my second challenge of the morning, slightly more challenging. If you are going to have kids anytime in your future, I challenge you to name your kid Harold Angel, okay? Don't do that. It's a terrible idea. Don't do it. No? No takers here uh, in the band, but maybe someone at home. All that to say, you know, Harold is different than Harold, which is the name of the song. The Herald angels sing. Here, Harold isn't a name. It means messenger. More specifically, messenger angels, messenger of the one true king. And so this song, you could say, its title is Pay Attention, the Messengers of the Lord Most High are singing. This song was written in 1739 by Charles Wesley, 
and it was adapted by George Whitfield a few years later. And when I say adapted, I mean he cut the song from nine verses down to five, and then we only actually typically sing three of those verses. Apparently, Charles needed an editor, something I'm still in search of myself. Now, he also, Whitfield gave it the melody that we all know and love as well. The beauty is with all good worship songs, whether they're the ancient hymns or the modern songs that we sing here at Hope, is that they are grounded in biblical truth. And this song's no exception. In fact, many um, scholars who, hymn, hymnologists, I think their names are, that study hymns, hymnologist. There's a cool title. They say this is one of the best hymns written because it has 43 verses you can connect to these three verses of the song alone. 43 verses of scripture you can connect uh, found in the song. So it is firmly grounded in scripture. We're going to primarily focus on just verse one of the song this morning and something exciting for you to look forward to. I'm going to talk about verse two and verse three in a couple videos I'm going to post this week. And so be on the lookout for that. If it's snowing outside, I promise to do that reflection out in the snow for you. Okay, so a context of this, we're going to look at one verse, Luke 2, verses 11 through 16. Many of you will be familiar with this. It's when the shepherd boys are out in the field, an angel comes to them and then the host of angels are revealed to them to bring them this message. Hear now the word of the Lord found in Luke 2, verse 11. It goes like this. This is what the angel says. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. This is the word of the Lord to which we give God all our thanks. What a beautiful snippet of the Christmas story. And this majestic view of the, the heavenly realms, it peaks where we get a peak of it. And the shepherds get a peak of the heavenly realms. And that is what gets us our inspiration for this song. And we just sung it, but I would like us to look again at verse 1 of this song. I'm not going to sing it for you, but they'll be up on screen. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled, joyful all the nations rise and join the triumph of the skies. With the angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. This verse and this Bible passage we read reveals to us there was much, much, much more going on that very first Christmas night than we often think about. We see the angels are rejoicing. 
Think about it. Every time in the Bible, when we see an angel, it's because God is up to something incredible. And here, one angel appears to the shepherds. That's amazing enough. <laughs> and then the enormous host of angels are displayed as if the sight of the angel isn't life-changing and awe-inducing enough. They are singing. You've heard the expression, voice of an angel. We use that for someone whose voice is so beautiful that it must be otherworldly because it's so amazing. It, it evokes in us emotion and excitement and, 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 and we just have this connectedness because of that. Well, this was an entire choir of angels singing out of their deep joy because Christ is born. Imagine those shepherds and what they must have felt experiencing that. Imagine as they listened and paid attention what they felt because of the truths that the angels were singing about. And I love this Bible passage because it's, it's almost as if the first angel was so excited. He's like, you don't really fully realize all that's going on, shepherds. Look at this. And he pulls back the curtain and gives us a glimpse into the heavenly realms to see how amazing this is of what's going on in the spiritual realm. See, the angels are singing. They are heralding. They are announcing as holy messengers that the righteous king of kings has come. This was not a small, isolated, silent night event that happened only in Bethlehem. No, this was a cosmic event of everlasting impact and importance. And so the angels are singing and proclaiming and celebrating. And think of our context as well. All of this comes after what they had believed that God had been silent for 400 years. There were no prophets. There were no well-known or documented miracles. 400 years they wait. There had been, in their earthly perspective, nothing but a strained and yet persisting hope. And this song instructs us to listen, pay attention, because the angels sing. The king has come, and he promises, and he brings, and he breathes peace and light and life for all. The peace on earth that is promised in this song, that is promised in him coming, it is both a fulfilled and a coming promise. See, all who believe in this baby, that he is their king of kings, that he is Lord and Savior, we have an everlasting and eternal peace. It's, this, it's internal and eternal, okay? And as we see this broken world around us where there isn't a whole lot of peace, we hold on to the promise of the future peace when Christ comes again and when peace is fully realized and all is made right. So talking about this word, hark, you know, listen, pay attention. 
it makes me think right now of uh, parents who have young children or babies. I have an almost seven-month-old at home, Daisy. We are, there's something within us where we are fine-tuned to recognize the cry of our children. It could be in a room with a bunch of babies, and if your kid cries, it's like, oh, that's Daisy. I know that. I especially know if it's Daisy because um, if I may rank the uh, crying of our kids, it would say Crosby had the best cry out of our kids as a baby because it was like the softest little like, <laughs> just like a little whimper. It's like, oh, Crosby's deeply upset. <laughs> Miles, he screamed pretty good, but Daisy, love her to pieces. Her cry is the worst, okay? is this guttural, concrete, gravelly sounding, it's, it's awful. I can't mimic it for you, but it is bad. So if she cries, there's something within our brain that knows I could be on the other side of the planet and be like, oh, Daisy's crying. We are tuned in to recognize the cry of our children. And so I wonder, are we tuned in? Are we postured to listen and pay attention to what God is up to? What, it, what God is up to in this Advent season, are we tuned in to him to see what is going on with our Savior? You see, there's a lot of distracting noise out there. There's a lot of clanging cymbals and gongs and things for us to get distracted by. But through it all, God is still at work. Our we tuned in to hear. The angels were singing 400 years after they felt like there was silence, except we know the truth that God never slumbers nor sleeps. He is always at work, and God is at work now, and so we know those angels are still singing. And if the angels are singing then, then we know all will be well. As we wait, as we hope, as we allow ourselves to expect Christ. So are we tuned in? Are we listening? Are we paying attention this Advent season to what God is doing? Because this season, Advent, it is a season of expectancy. It is a season of longing, of waiting, of aching for the coming of Christ. And we do that as we very closely feel the brokenness of this world. But the beauty is, as Easter people, we wait with an eternal and an expectant hope. So what promises of Christmas might you need to hear and remember today? See, as the song shares, the king is born, and with him, he brings his peace, his mercy, and he brings joy. These are the eternal and everlasting promises from the king to his people. So can you see them in your life? Can you hear them? Are they present? And I'm wondering today, which one of those you need to help you listen 
to his activity today and sense and see what God is doing here and now. As we listen this Advent season, do you hear and see that he is our source of peace? And that it's not contingent on our circumstances, but it's contingent on who he is, and who he is is always the same. He doesn't change. So as we wait and we ache with longing in our hearts, do you hear and see that Christ brings mercy? And as we grow just weary and tired of waiting, of waiting, and we're worn down and we're sick of waiting for things to be normal, for things to be right. Do you hear and do you see and do you reclaim the joy that is found in Christ alone? It is our challenge this Advent season to tune our ears not to all those voices and things that would say, no, there's no peace, no, there's no mercy, no, there's no joy to be found, because we are Christians and we know what Christmas is about. It's that those things are everlasting. They exist forever and ever and ever. And so we will choose to pay attention and listen to what God is doing to be still, to be quiet to set our hearts on him and to wait on the Lord. Because this year aligns with the heart of Advent perhaps more than most. It's a season of beautiful tension, of light amidst the darkness, of hope and lament, of arrival amidst waiting. So people of God, hear the good news. In Jesus Christ, we have an eternal hope. It is our hopeful aching. May we pay attention. May we listen because God is up to something in this season of Advent, and God is up to something right now in your life. In the darkest night, his light still shines bright. So the angels, they're singing. As the book of Revelation tells us, the angels are still singing. They are singing without ceasing. And so we now and we always have and hold on to an everlasting hope because God is at work and in the darkness, his light still shines and it always will. Praise be to God. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, we are listening. We are calming ourselves to rest in your presence, to listen to the, gi the gentle and soft whisper of your spirit. And we do so with expectant hearts, Lord. You are a God who is still at work. You are a God who still speaks. And so we calm ourselves to listen to you today. Give us ears to hear you, Lord. 
as we focus on you. Tune our lives to be tuned in to you and what you have for us this season. As we look forward and expect and await and ache for the birth of Jesus Christ, we do so also on this side of the resurrection, longing and aching for you to come again. Drown out all those distracting voices, all those other sources of anger and bitterness, so that we may focus on you and your gifts this Christmas season. Encourage us again today and empower us again today to follow after you. We love you, God. We are deeply grateful for you. And in you, we have our everlasting hope. It is in Jesus' powerful name that we pray, saying, Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as we prepare to go into this week, a week that promises trials and troubles and distractions, I want to offer you this blessing so that we might keep our eyes on what really matters this Advent season. Brothers and sisters in Christ, may the love of God the Father, the peace of Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the hope of Christmas be with you now and always. Amen.